welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown2 signing in for another episode of Wooks Up, or Scruffy Unplugged. Wooks Up is where we punch a letter into Wikipedia and talk about what comes up. Wikipedia is a great source for all things Star Wars, and if you're not fam familiar with them, you need to check them out. Their team does a great job in keeping it up to date with the latest information, and anytime I'm uncertain of something Star Wars, this is where I go to find our answers. So today we have letter S. And today, S stands for Sifidius and Skippy the Jedi Droid. Yes, you all heard me correctly. Skippy the Jedi Droid. Anyway, uh, we're going to get started with Sifidius and we're going to save the best for last. Skippy the Jedi Droid. So, Sifidius was a male human Jedi Master who served the Jedi Order during the final decades of the Galactic Republic. When the Sith were revealed to have returned during the invasion of Naboo in 32 BBY, Master Sifidia secretly commissioned the creation of a clone army, placing an order with the Kaminoan government before he was murdered by his friend Count Dooku. Sifidius was extremely gifted in the force power of foresight, and he earned a seat on the Jedi High Council prior to the invasion of Naboo. He carried two, carried around two lightsabers, one of which became the first lightsaber of General Grievous. So a little biography here. A Force-sensitive human gifted with precognition, Sifidius hailed from the Cassandran worlds and was raised in the Jedi Order. Like most of the Jedi of his time, he was inducted into the Order at a very young age and was taught the ways of the Force at the, Jedi, at the Coruscant Jedi Temple. Sifidius constructed his own blue-bladed lightsaber and eventually attained the rank of Jedi Master. He became a close friend of Master Dooku, and the two were often seen in public together. Master Sifidius was chosen to sit on the Jedi High Council, but was removed from the position at some point prior to the blockade of Naboo because his ideas were judged to be too extreme by the other members. In 52 BBY, Master Sifidius accompanied Dooku, Jedi Master Qui-Gon, and Jedi High Council member Jocasta Nu to a meeting on the world of Serrano. After four hours of rigorous debate, a brief recess was called and the Jedi were confronted by Damascus Holdings Magister Hugo, Hugo Damask. In reality, the Dark Lord of the Sith, Plagueis. Damask aired his concerns for the future of the Republic, and both Dooku and Sifidius responded to this with their own concerns. Sifidius was quite stern with his answers and reluctant to agree with what both Dooku and Damascus, Damascus, Damascus seemed to agree on. Sometime after Sifidius and Dooku were present at the Senate building and met Supreme, Senator Palpatine of Naboo, in reality, Damascus' Sith apprentice and Dooku's future master, Darsidius. As his friend Dooku grew disillusioned with the Jedi and the Senate, Sifidius grew concerned. He became convinced very, that very dark times were ahead, but the Jedi Council paid little heed to his warnings. In 32 BBY, a gathering was hosted by Supreme Chancellor Finnis Valorum on Coruscant. Sifidius was, was in attendance alongside Jedi Masters Yoda, Mace Windu, Adigala, and Joris Saboth. Once again, Higo Damask approached Sifidius, and once more he attempted to exploit the Jedi Master by openly admitting that a growing darkness was approaching, as he stated to the Jedi twenty years before on Serrano. Sifidius agreed to Damascus' claim, 
and Damask informed him of the clones on Camino. The cloners on Camino that could grow an army and hold it in reserve until it was needed. The Jedi Master was first, at first skeptical of this, but was persuaded to think about it while being unaware that he was playing right into enemy's hands. Not long after, Sifo-Dyas approached the Kaminoans and requested a clone army for the Republic. With the funds provided by Damask Holdings, Sifo-Dyas paid the Kaminoans. At around the same time, Sifo-Dyas was contacted by Supreme Chancellor Finnis Valorum, who knew of the Jedi Master's expertise on the criminal underworld, and gave a secret mission to negotiate with the Pike syndicates on Obadiah. Because the Senate committee assigned to the Pike case wanted to keep the negotiations between the Galactic government and the criminal organization strictly under the table and away from the public eye, sifo did not inform the Jedi Council of this mission. It was around that time that Dooku resigned from the Jedi Order and fell to the dark side of the Force, joining the Order of the Sith Lords as Darth Tyrannus, apprentice of Lord Sidious. Sidious. Little did sifo know that Sidious and Dooku had learned of his ordering of a clone army and planned the steps to his demise. The first test provided to Dooku was to murder his old friend. In doing so, he would fulfill the ancient covenant that prescribed by the murder of one who was close as a measure of commitment to the Sith cause. By executing the man, Dooku would gain full control of the project for the Sith using sifo as a cover. Seeing that Dooku had embraced the dark side, Sidious awarded him the Sith name and title of Darth Tyrannus. sifo arrived in Obadiah together with Vorm's personal assistant, Silman, but the Pike Republic talks were postponed and the Jedi Council contacted sifo and assigned him a mission negotiating peace talks between jungle Felucian tribes on Felucia. However, the two men never reached their destination as the Pikes were contacted by Tyrannus. The syndicate, wishing to gain advantage over rival crime families, struck a deal with Tyrannus, who paid them a very large sum. At Tyrannus's behest, the Pikes shot down sifo Jedi T-6 shuttle 775519, and I mentioned the number even because I don't want Brown Leader saying I didn't cover everything, and over Obadiah. The ship crashed on the planet's desert moon. As proof of the fulfillment of their deal, the criminals recovered the Jedi's corpse from the wreckage and turned it over to Tyrannus, taking Silman, who had survived prisoner as insurance. Sifo-Dyas had been betrayed and killed by his old friend, but the cloning project still stood, so Dooku carried on where sifo left off. Until he had been silent, sifo had kept the project a secret. To ensure that it stayed secret, Dooku erased all records of the planet Kamino from the Jedi Archives, along with 37 additional systems, including Dagobah and Romand, that Sidioth had judged to be of potential value to the Sith, along with this all having been done after publicly renouncing the Jedi Order. The official records of the Galactic Republic on Sifo-Dyas, classified as file 127456, told a different story. According to the file, Jedi Master sifo perished while trying to negotiate peace be- between several tribes on Felucia, adding that he was aboard a shuttle that crashed on the planet's surface. The records went on to say that his body was eventually removed by the Felucians, 
who treated it in accordance to their customs, providing an explanation on the, why the body was never found. Cyphodius's file stipulated that much of the information surrounding his death remained confidential under the official under the office of the chancellor, although further investigation in the matter authorized a future date might be authorized at a future date. Instead of disposing of his old friend's body after it was handed over into him by the Pikes, Dooku preserved it in a cryogenic hibernation capsule for years until the intergalactic banking clan initiating their plan to turn the Kalish warlord General Kaiman Ja Saliala into a great cyborg supreme strategist. Transfusing Cyphodius's blood into the veins of the cyborg, Grievous would, Grievous would go on to become supreme commander of the Confederacy of Independent Systems Droid Army. Once Grievous's tra transformation into a cyborg had been successfully completed, Dooku gave him a very special gift of Master, Master Cyphodius's own lightsaber, presumably a different one that he had carried on carried to Obadiah, which remained in the shuttle wreckage on the Obadiah moon. In 22 BBY, ten years after Cyphodius's death, Jedi Knight Obi Wan Kenobi's investigations led him to Kami led him to Kamino, the source of the saber dart that silenced Senator pa Padme Amidala's attempt to kill Z attempted killer Zam Wasel. There, in Tipoka City, Kamonian President, Kamonian Prime Minister Lama Su told Kenobi that Cyphodius had ordered the creation of a clone army at the request of the Senate in order to help the Galactic Republic. Su was under the impression that Cyphodius was a member of the Jedi Council at the time he made the order, and he did not know Cyphodius' demise. Realizing that a discrepancy in the timeline may exist, Master Kenobi contacted the High Council and revealed the existence of the army. Cyphodius' army eventually was eventually revealed as used at the behest of the Galactic Republic. The conflict between the Separatists and the Republic was in fact named after it. In the third year of said conflict, as part of the Sith illusions created by Darth Sidious and Darth Tyrannus, uh, dark side ritual. Cyphodius appeared to Yoda on Korriban. His specter was being tortured both by electricity and begging Yoda to release him. However, Yoda, Yoda saw through him with his Sith eyes, causing him to merge into Sidious. In 19 BBY, Cyphodius's army was used by the Chancellor to destroy the Jedi Order in accordance with a Sith plot a millennium in the making. In this way, Cyphodius, used, exploited, and manipulated by the Sith Lords, had a hand in the destruction of the Jedi Order in his effort to save it. A little behind the scenes. In early drafts of the Attack of the Clones, the name of the Jedi contacted the Kamonans with Cytodias, pointing to an early concept that Darth Sidious, however, or pointing to an early conceptual connection to Darth Sidious. However, Cyphodius appears in one place, apparently as a typo, that Lucas later preferred the original name. Or that Lucas later preferred to the original name. In addition, Cytodias was originally only a false identity for Sidious. Obi-Wan 
Kenobi claimed to have never heard of him, and Mace Windu confirmed that there was no Jedi by that name. Hicks' backstory was promised by George Lucas to be revealed in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. However, once Lucas refocused the film's story to center on Anakin, he was forced to cut several plot points related to the attack of the clones, including Sifo-Dyas' backstory. However, he later authorized James Lucino to reveal it in a lead-in novel, Labyrinth of Evil. Great book if you haven't read that. Uh, the, Jedi, the character's name was changed to Zyafo Vias in Brazil. The original name is phonetically similar to the vulgar expression, the vulgar expletive in Brazilian Portuguese, so it was done to prevent confusion. The first visual appearance of Sifo Dyas was in the Eyes of Revolution comic featuring, featured in Star Wars Visionaries. The story was written and drawn by Industrial Light and Magic conceptual artist Warren Fu as an Easter egg. Or inside joke. Fu himself for the face of the Jedi Master. Fu, Fu used himself for the face of the Jedi Master. Artist Chris Trevas noticed Fu's likeness in the comic while doing research for his own illusion, illustration of Sifo-Dyas in Jedi vs. Sith, The Essential Guide to the Force. For the sake of continuity and respect of fellow artists, Trevas contacted Fu to reprise the role for the Jedi vs. Sith illustration as well. In 2014, the episode The Lost One of the Star Wars Clone Wars television series sixth season unveiled more of sifo last moments at the exact manner of his death. So that is sifo um, We're going to move on to my favorite, Skippy the Jedi Droid. Yes, apparently there was a Jedi Droid. So... Skippy, the Jedi Droid, is an eight-page comic story featured in Star Wars Tales Number 1, written by Peter David. It takes place shortly before and during Episode 4, and features R5-D4 as Skippy. We couldn't be more creative, we're just going to call him Skippy, the Jedi Droid. Anyway, um, Obi-Wan leaves the cantina, sensing the Force in someone. Or... But no matter how hard he looked, he was unable to find anyone, despite his great ability in the Force. Suddenly, unbeknownst to Obi-Wan, an astromech droid serving drinks at Jabba's palace is bumped into by Boba Fett, spilling one of the drinks from his tray. But before it can hit the ground, the droid, named R5-D4, is able to reach out with his mind and turn the drink back into its upright position and serve it to Jabba the Hutt. Thankfully, no one had noticed what had just happened as it had gone by so fast. And who would be looking for a droid using the Force? One day, R5 removed his restraining, point, restraining bolt using the Force, and Force persuaded the Gamorrean guards to let him leave. Skippy wandered the desert for days in search of his destiny until finally he was picked up by a Jedi Sandcrawler. There he had visions of Darth Vader and Princess Leia and met R2-D2 and C-3PO. Eventually, the Sandcrawler stopped, took all the droids out, and lined them up side by side in front of Owen Lars and Luke Skywalker. Skippy immediately sensed the Force in Luke and persuaded Owen to choose him. Skippy was ecstatic. Yes, I'm going to keep saying Skippy like that. Skippy was ecstatic at the undoubted destiny that lay before him and Luke. However, R5 soon envisioned that without Luke, the stormtroopers would come and take R2 back to Vader where he would be destroyed and Leia would be killed, 
leading to a chain reaction of horror that would result in the rebellion being destroyed. R5 memory being wiped after C3PO refuses to translate his rubbish, and Luke dying on Tatooine without ever fulfilling his destiny. Quite a lot to throw on a droid. R5 knew what he had to do, and suddenly set off on a mild explosion set him set off a mild explosion inside himself, leading Luke to believe he had a busted motivator. Skippy then used the force on C-3PO, telling Luke to buy R2 instead. Owen did so, leaving R5 to be destroyed by a stray stormtrooper blast later during the later raid with any with nobody ever knowing the great deed R5 had just done. I got nothing on that one. Um, behind the scenes. In the in-universe articles, droids, technology, and the force, a clash of phenomena, the legend of Skippy and the, Je the Jedi droid is mentioned. This means that while Tales' story is not wholly canon, the legend of Skippy does exist. Skippy also appears as a mascot for teaching Padawans, much like a cartoon character would impart important life lessons in the also non-canonical story of Tag and Bink, Revenge of the Clone Menace. Droids bearing resemblance to Tom Servo and Crow T. Robot of Mystery, Master, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Bender and Futurama makes appearances amongst the droids who make fun of Skippy. That I need to see. If uh, if his appearance in the fan films Troops and Star Wars Chewbacca are counted, this is Tom Servo's third Star Wars appearance, and both also reappear with Skippy in Tag and Bank Revenge of the Clone Menace. The Robinsons robot from the series Lost in Space also makes appearance later on. He previously appeared in Zorba the Hutt's Revenge. A tribute to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is, is given when the narrative states... All the other droids used to laugh and call him names. They never let Skippy, they never let poor Skippy join any droid type games. Skippy is also used, Skippy also used the phrase, I'm not the droid you're looking for, a tribute to Obi-Wan Kenobi's line in A New Hope. So, um, I learned something today. Um, there is a Jedi droid. And I had no idea that's what R5 was up to right before he blew his motivator. Not sure how much of that story I buy. But anyway, uh, if there's anything out there you'd like us to focus on or an entry you'd like us to dive into, you can reach out to us at brownsquadron at gmail.com or reach us through a DM through any of our social sites. So this is Brown2 signing off, and you've been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. Hyperspace Heroes podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us at the maximum character limit available.
To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb. If you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, The Legend of Brown Squadron. That's no moon! Sorry, he burped. Was it good for you?